Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. If you have been blessed by the ministry of soul shepherding or you want to bless somebody else with the ministry of soul shepherding, would you consider donating to support this ministry? We are a nonprofit ministry and 60% of the funds for all of the ministries that we do, this podcast, the spiritual direction ministry, the uh, soul shepherding institute retreats, the spiritual direction training program, the retreats where we go out to churches, uh, we're bringing soul shepherding to Mexico, we bring soul shepherding to Africa. All this ministry is enabled by donations. That's 60% of the the money that supports the operation that includes 40 staff now. So we really appreciate your generosity towards Soul Shepherding. Hello to our Soul Talk friends. We're grateful to be with you today. Uh, Bill and I are going to share vulnerably from our our lives today about uh, an anger allergy (laughs) reaction that, that we had this week in our life because in our emotions, often are painful and we want to just avoid them, but they actually are a form of intelligence that really can help us, can help us to grow. And oftentimes I think that they can be temptations to trip us up and tempt us into even more sin. So as we come and share vulnerably, we're going to be processing with you just out loud organically. We haven't done this, um, we haven't rehearsed, rehearsed this, this yeah, podcast. We don't, we don't yeah. rehearse our soul talks. We, they're genuine. We're having a soul talk. So we're going to trust that there's some fruit for you as you listen to us process our anger allergy and the grace that we've experienced from the Lord in the midst of it. So I'm just imagining uh, you who are listening and uh, some who are listening is like their first soul talk and they're like, wow, you're, you're just diving right into the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Well, this is Soul Talks. Uh, we're we're real and uh, we're uh, vulnerable, and it's all as unto the Lord. And so, well, and we've heard Bill people think that we are like inauthentic in these Soul Talks, and that we're we're rehearsed or we're just we're just too empathetic with each other, or something like that, and. Too nice, too deferential, too yeah. too sweet, too harmonious. Is that yeah. is that real? Could that be yeah. true? Could that be? Real? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we we're not trying to be inauthentic in these soul talks at all, and we've we worked through conflicts before on soul talks, and those have been some of the most helpful ones. But yeah, we've been married thirty six years, and we still trigger each other's emotions. We can be emotionally reactive to each other, but we've learned a lot, and we want our listeners to learn from that. And we've learned that it can be actually a an area that's helpful for our discipleship and our growth in Christ. Yeah, and, and uh, just to give a little more context, one of the things that we teach uh, for for marriage, for family, for uh, staff teams, for friendships, is the importance of repair. That to have a healthy relationship or a healthy family, a healthy community, if there was just the one thing we could say is like really important, and there are a number of things that are important, of course, but the most important, I believe, is the ability to repair, the ability to talk through uh, empathetically when there's been a conflict or a stress or, or a hurt and to, to look for those situations 
in order to say, well, how did that, that feel for you? Gosh, I'm really sorry. Help me understand better what that was like for you. And so if we can repair conflicts and stresses and wounds, then we can get back on the, the right path. We can, we can reconcile in a relationship. We can resume a, a positive working relationship. We can restore the sense of, uh, of trust and warmth in our relationship. It's really, really important. And it's not, it's not easy to do, but it's worth doing. So this week, Bill, both, both you and I, a couple times, felt some anger towards each other some conflict that was difficult. And the the first one happened when, so so just to give a context to our, our listeners, we had four days of meetings with our executive team this week. So they were long, long days consecutively. And in the second day, at the end of the day, I was pretty tired and we'd gone over a little bit in our time. We were wrapping up, but um, I had an anger allergy to something that you had said in the meeting. And I was in disagreement with some things that you said, and I was hurt. I was feeling hurt by the things that you said. And so I asserted myself to stop the direction that you were going and that you were telling them to go and said, no, wait, I disagree with you. And I I have some pretty strong emotions about this, but I said it with a lot of anger in my voice because I was feeling really angry, reacting to the hurt that I felt and fear. Well, and I was in a mode of, decision-making and delegating and getting strategic work done and so forth. And so I was, I was leaning into sort of like agreeing to disagree and working it through. And so I had some responses to, to your disagreement and where you were trying to set a boundary. And so we, we had some back and forth there. And then, then you said to me, well, I'm, I'm feeling strong armed by you right now. And I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> and you just got real clear and real direct. I mean, you were just speaking the truth in love, like Paul teaches in Ephesians. You said, "Well, let's talk about this later." Yeah. I, I have some, I have some definite feelings about this. And so yeah. then, it then it was like really clear. It was kind of yeah. like hitting me over the head with a two by four. I mean, you weren't mean. You didn't, you know, you weren't verbally. Uh, I mean, I knew that you were angry, but you weren't like uh, yelling or, or judging, but you, you were just being firm and setting a boundary. And mm-hmm. the first time you tried to set the boundary, I didn't really get it. I just thought that we were hashing this out together. And uh, but then then with the second one, I was like, oh, oh, she, yeah. OK, she has some strong feelings about this. This is personal. Yeah, I need to hear hear more about that. And we'll we'll, we'll go offline and do that later. So so we, we wrapped up the meeting. And as we left, you 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 offered to, when it was just the two of us, you offered to talk about it some more. And I realized I was too angry. I was too hurt. I was flooded with emotion. And I couldn't do it in a constructive way at that time. And I was too tired. And I needed, I needed to go home. I needed to rest. I needed to eat. I needed, I needed some space. So could you just say a little more about this? Because people listening to our podcasts, and some of you have listened to dozens, even hundreds of podcasts, and you've experienced Christy, and gosh, Christy, you are, uh, you're kind, you're gracious, you're, you're gentle, you're empathetic, you're, um, you're very relational, you're affirming. It's probably hard for some people to imagine you getting angry. I mean, they probably would think, think about it. They go, well, of course, everybody gets angry and um, but sweet Christy, 
I was angry because what you had said had triggered for me a core wound and fear. And I was, I was feeling unwanted and I was feeling abandoned and I was feeling angry that you would do that to me. And so at the time you felt like my enemy, you were hurting me. Mm -hmm. You were, I felt, I felt betrayed. I felt like, you know, this about me, how could you do this to me? I mean, I had all these, it was, it was an anger allergy. I was having an emotionally allergic response. My response was way extreme to the words that you said in that meeting. Mm -hmm. And I was aware of that. And I knew that that wasn't all of reality, but it felt like it was all of reality. Right. You, you felt like I was rejecting you, uh, even abandoning you despite many conversations we've had about how you want to be connected to me and partnered with me in this area and the direction I was going with this decision was in my mind it wasn't contrary to our close working relationship and partnering but in your mind you felt unwanted and mm -hmm. so it, it triggered all these wounds yeah and then there was some protective anger around that yes yes and I couldn't see you objectively at that point I could only I didn't feel trust for you at that point because I, I was feeling so hurt and reeling from that. So I couldn't, I couldn't enter into a conversation with you because I couldn't trust you. I didn't feel safe. And I didn't have energy because the emotions were taking all of my energy. Just, just trying to keep myself from spiraling in all the emotions. So... I, I needed that space and that time, and you gave it to me. You honored that. Yeah, but so there's someone listening right now, many people listening right now, who are relating to you because we all have emotions, and uh, we know what it's like to have a, um, get, at least many of us know what it's like to get flooded with emotion. And I think that what we need to do is like just uh, calm it down, uh, be rational, change our, our, our disposition and um, move forward with positive thoughts and good decisions and responsible behaviors, loving behaviors. And, but what you did was very different than that. You didn't just tell yourself you shouldn't be so emotional. You didn't just like shut down your emotions. You didn't just like try to be rational and logical. I mean, you've done those kinds of things in the past and they don't work. And so you learned uh, how to feel your emotions, pray through your emotions, verbalize your emotions, seek empathy uh, from someone that would be safe, and then that enables you to think more clearly. But if you just try to, in other words, you, you're taking a, a bottom-up approach of delving into the emotions that are under the surface, and, and then that helps you up at the top level of your, your thinking and your clarity and your decisions and then the, the choices and actions that you would make. But commonly, we, we get a top-down approach of, well, just, just change what you're thinking here. Be, be rational. Be logical. Think about the positives. Forgive. Let go. Uh, those sorts of things. So help us understand how you did this because there's a lot of people listening who either they or their spouse or their friend like, like totally relate, like, yeah, I have these uh, um, emotional 
like I, I it's like I step into a, a, a pit or something or I, I get triggered or uh, it, it comes over me in a, in, a, in a stress point or in a conflict or a disappointment. And it's like I, I'm just like all, all these emotions are, are surging within me. But the way most people are trying to deal with that is some form of shutting it down and being being logical and sometimes using Bible verses and prayers in the middle of that process. But it's a process of, of denial and invalidation of the emotions. And I mean, obviously, we know that the opposite extreme of like reacting to the emotion, and if you would have reacted to the emotion and been controlled by the emotion, you, you might have lost your temper and, and yelled or, or called names or gotten red in the face and, you know, shook your finger at me or something or said things like, well, Bill, you always such and such, or I've told you that th- this is a sensitive thing for me. And, and uh, so many times, and then here you are again, you, you, you were uncaring and you've rejected me and I can never trust you. You know, all these always statements and, these, and you didn't do any, any of those things. You didn't have like those kind of big emotional reactions i mean under it would be understandable in a way and like i wouldn't want to put shame on somebody that has an emotional reaction but the point is that you you were not controlled by those emotions in ways that that were unloving and but you've learned a an, an, a way of dealing with deep pain conflict stress anger uh, not that you dealt with it perfectly that's your whole confession here is that this was difficult and messy but the point is is that you you weren't controlled by the emotions and then you didn't do the opposite which is the thing that most people do who have strong emotions is they just shut it down so how did you what did you do that was different well the emotions were painful to feel they were miserable i didn't want them i felt shame for feeling that level of anger i felt shame even for the shame that they provoked in me so one of the things I did to help me with that was just just to pray. And one of the things I prayed was the Jesus prayer. Mm. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm-hmm. Because I was feeling engulfed by my, my neediness, my strong emotions, my uh, passions of recognizing what triggered this was that Wow, I I have some strong attachments to this. I'm not I'm not indifferent. I'm not surrendered fully in to this. the decision to the decision. Right, yeah. and so I was recognizing that my emotion was showing me where I had some attachments and where maybe there were some control issues and where I wasn't trusting, and so I was was taking that to the Lord too, and I was trying to at the, at the same time as I was very much aware that I had some real strong feelings and desires and attachments to this decision I was also wanting to be surrendered to the Lord and confessing that I wasn't and so there was a sense in which I was wanting to be able to pray God your will in this but I also was needing to confess I'm very aware of my will in this. <laughs> Which is anger is an emotion of your your will's been crossed yeah. and you have something that you want that, that it, you've been mistreated or feel mistreated and so you you want things to be different. So it's about yeah. the will. Right. And but somehow within that you're balancing an emotional honesty and validation of the reality of what you're feeling but then also surrendering this to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 
I couldn't work it out with you right away because I was still needing to learn what my emotions were, were exposing and showing and telling me and find out what, get more in touch with what is it that I'm wanting here that's being threatened. And, and then also I had, I appreciated that you were willing, that you'd heard me, you'd respected my boundary and that you were willing to engage with me privately on, in this conflict. So I kind of checked that away that, okay, when I can do this in a way that it'll be helpful and productive, when I can do this in a way when I, I can trust that I'm not going to harm him with my anger, then I will. But I had to, I had to put up some boundaries and I didn't like that either because that, that made me feel alone and walled off from you. And when I was hurting and I needed to be loved and you didn't really know how to love me because I wouldn't, I couldn't let you in because I wasn't trusting you. You were still feeling like the enemy to me because you were the, it still felt like you were the source of my pain in that moment. And I didn't know you were feeling all that, which is almost like surprising. It's like, well, I'm, I know you really well. We've had conversations like this. Uh, I'm basically an empathetic person. I'm, I'm a psychologist. I kind of might think like, well, I guess I should have known Christy was feeling all this, but, but I didn't. And that's the reality of relationships is that we're all in our own personality and our own world of stuff we're doing and the opportunities and challenges and responsibilities, et cetera, in, in our lives. And uh, so you you were in a place of some private turmoil. I, I knew that there had been a, a disruption and a hurt there, and I knew and you had appreciated that I moved towards you with empathy and grace and an apology and uh, respecting you. And and I I didn't necessarily think it was like all resolved, but I I thought it was okay. And I didn't I prayed about it, but I didn't like constantly dwell on it. And I didn't know how deep the pit was that you were in. Yeah, it was it was really deep, and so I I found my help and Jesus through clinging to Him, and um, yeah, Psalm sixty three I've memorized and meditated on so many times. My soul clings to You, O Lord. Your mm-hmm. right hand upholds me. I, you know, I I was doing that. I was clinging to the Lord. I was trusting His right hand to uphold me, and then. We really couldn't get into resolving the conflict because we didn't have time and we were tired and then I needed to get up and make us dinner and then we needed to eat dinner and go to bed and prepare for the early morning and the next day full of meetings and then the next day full of meetings. So there was there was a sentence to which I just needed to trust the Lord to uphold me and shelve that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't go back to that decision with our team because we wouldn't have been ready to. And... And then there there came a time, and I don't remember exactly when it was, when I felt like we could talk about it a little bit, even in the midst of these meetings, not, not with our team, but another night, I think, that maybe it was the next When night. you're illustrating that with uh, personal uh, woundings, conflicts, stress points, uh, emotional allergies, that we don't want to just be... Uh, best we can, the Lord helping us. We don't want to be just uh, dumping all that or, or reacting out of these kinds of things with our, our kids or people that work for us or coworkers. But we we want to bring the the fragile, broken, emotional stuff to our own safe person and or hopefully persons, but where we go to be uh, guided and shepherded. Right. 
So I, I knew, I think you had said something to me like, you know, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I didn't mean to hurt you. You expressed some things that let me know you were open to talking about this, that you hadn't forgotten about it either. Uh, knowing you and your character, I trust that you were praying for me, even though I, you didn't know the level to which I was wounded and the, the, how deep a trigger this was for me. But we talked about it a little bit to the extent that I could and with the time and energy we had. And so that was helpful for me to just know that, okay, you, you're still open to talking about this. You still know we need to talk about this. This isn't resolved. We brought to it the repair we could. And each little bit of your being present to me in that brought some repair. And then my recalling and remembering of fighting off the temptation to keep you as an enemy. I was doing a lot of work about that, recalling to me what I knew to be true about you that contradicted my experience of you in the moment and what my emotion and wound wanted to see you as. And so to, to receive, to be able to receive a tender touch here or there, or to be able to receive an affirmation from you that might have come in those days, or to uh, see you treat me with respect in those meetings in other ways. I I was... With each of those came a softening and an opening for me and a, a, a settling down of that emotional allergy trigger. And I think the reverse seems to also be true, Christy, that not only did your heart was softened when you experienced something loving or gentle or respectful from me, but there's pre it goes the other way, the opposite way that you were doing the work of submission to God, of prayer, of um, focusing on ways that you could trust or appreciate me. And that softened your heart to be able to receive if I said something affirming or respectful or empathetic towards you. Yes, I agree. It goes both ways. Yeah. I think that which the, is difficult to do when you're feeling so hurt and scared that now your your spouse or your friend has become like an enemy. Yes. How it yeah. feels. Right. It's not logical, but that's no. the emotion that you you're yeah. the pit of emotion that you've fallen into here. Right. And yeah. again, you're not you're not like negating the emotion or just thinking and talking yourself out of it, which is so so common how we tend to deal with these things and unfortunately we even in, in, our, in some of the teachings that we get in different settings and things that we say to our own selves, we, we use Bible verses to shut down real emotion and need and hurt and just to try to be logical and be loving and be responsible. And it, it can kind of seem like it works in the short term, but that self-rejection and oftentimes self-hatred it just it just makes things worse and it diminishes our capacity to love God and our neighbor well. Yeah, something that helped me with that, Bill, was I, I treated this, I got curious about my emotional reaction. Like, I, I currently have a rash right now and I've been really curious, what is causing this rash? Why is my body, what is my body responding to and reacting to with this rash? What am I allergic to? And I, I've been attending to it. And I did the same thing with this emotional allergy. Why am I reacting so strongly to these words to, that you said? What's going on in with And you know, the neogram has been really helpful to me in understanding these kinds of things. That's why we've written a book about the neogram that's going to be coming out in September. Healthy feelings, thriving faith. 
So coming um, out September 2023. Yeah. So we appreciate your prayers uh, even this week, even now that as they are um, working on the cover design, we ask for your prayers for that. But the Negro has to be really helpful to me. And so I, I looked at, and I thought, this is, see, this is my core wound that's been triggered, my abandonment wound, my feeling not wanted, my feeling not appreciated. And so that gave me some clues. And I just continued to get curious with emotions. Why am I reacting so much to this? Why do I feel so stuck in my personality? Why do, does this pain feel like something I can't escape, I can't get free of? Why is this having so much power over me that I would feel like my husband and ministry partner is, is my enemy who I can't trust. What's God showing me about this? Even so much so that then in my appointment with my spiritual director, I processed it. I took it to him and I said, I, I need to process through this because I'm still, I'm still seeking understanding. Why am I, why did I react so strongly? Why, what's going on in me that I have had such a big reaction to this? And I, I'm still to this day processing that and learning about that. And there's more conversation for you and I to have about this subject. We haven't, we haven't really resolved it yet, but the, the anger is calmed. The peace between you and I is restored. Because we've partially resolved it, but, but there's, it, we could go deeper still. What we, what we resolved is we've, you, you've made the repair that you didn't intend to hurt me. And you didn't intend to, receive, to send the message that I received. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so helpful, Christy, for you to unpack this for us and just uh, respect your courage to be emotionally honest. And yeah, so some of you listening are identifying with Christy. Some of you are identifying with me. Yeah, I'm on the side of leading and trying to move forward. I'm I'm a type A person. I have a lot of energy and assertiveness and ideas and so I have a sensitive side that, that comes across in this podcast, but that's not, there's another side of me that's a, a, a charger and a go-getter that maybe doesn't come across as clearly in this podcast, but it is certainly uh, Bill, the CEO, uh, doing his best to, to lead soul shepherding. And that was the mode that we were in. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it, 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 in some ways it's like, um, back when I was a kid in high school and uh, so forth and, pl- and playing football and there's, there's a toughness and there's a, a, um, uh, an energy and a, and a, and a focus and a goal orientation and, and, and uh, scoring a touchdown and uh, leadership has a side to it. That's like that for me. And, uh, coming to a decision and ag- agreeing to disagree and having different viewpoints and iron sharpening iron. And so there's like that whole side of me that's really not a world that you so much are drawn to or want to want to be in. And so I'm not, I'm not like thinking I'm in that mode necessarily, but as I look back on it, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I'm playing football. Um, but you didn't sign up to play football with your husband. <laughs> so we're kind of banging around in there and I, I'm, I'm not like being abusive or raging or anything, but, but there is, I have some, some energy and there's some, there's some stress and we're, we're talking something through and that you're having some feelings about that. And, and we're, we're disagreeing and we're talking about different sides of an issue and we're, we're doing this with, with our team there. And so that that was affecting you and we're 
some of this is new for us, right? At the level of leadership that we're at and this soul shepherding has grown. And so we're, we're on the fly learning here and, and growing and each of us within our own personalities and our own giftings, finding our niche. And of course, our, our staff with us, each person on our staff has a different role to play. And everybody's in this process uh, and you and your job, your ministry, you're in the same process of learning your personality and your gifts better and your, uh, what you have to bring as, as, a, as a leader, as a helper in, in a different setting. And so we're, we're sort of all doing life together. And I, I think we can forget that, you know, we're all the emperor with no clothes on. And it, we, if we try to just put fig leaves on and hide all this stuff, it doesn't really help anybody. And so we need, we need to do the inner work with our spiritual director or counselor and with our safe relationships and then do our best to authentically bring ourselves into our, our work relationships. And so that's what you and I are doing real time. And we need to not avoid the conflicts either. There's a temptation to, at least for me, people like me who are more pleasers, that we just want to avoid the conflicts. But the conflicts actually, we, we can't calm the allergy just by avoiding the conflict. Yeah, we calm it by uh, talking about it with ownership. Uh, this is what I was feeling. This is what I was needing. This is where um, I'm sorry for this part that, that was not respectful or was not uh, responsible. Uh, tell me more how that felt for you. Uh, and that process of communication and uh, curiosity and listening, and, and it requires a calming down. And that's part of my takeaway is, okay, so how do I, how do I uh, learn better to be a non-anxious presence in a situation of where there's some disagreement or there's a stressful decision-making process? It's a fine line between my like energy, uh, passion, around ideas, strategies, uh, and then frustration when there's challenges with that, where does that then cross a line that is not uh, being sensitive or, or uh, emotionally present to you? And it's hard to do both of those at the same mm-hmm. time, right? It's hard to, hard to be energetic and purposeful and, and moving forward in our leadership and in our work and at the same time be gentle and empathetic for others. But part of the way we get there is to uh, be a non-anxious presence in the moment, be, be in the Lord's presence as we do what we do. So we're not perfect. We're not doing it perfectly. The goal isn't perfection. Sometimes we're not even doing it good. <laughs> it's it's growth. Yeah. And so this is something that we're growing on. We're working through even now. And we haven't done it perfectly. Another conflict came up later on the fourth day of those meetings between us. And I think my reaction to it was stronger because of the first one. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, I wanted to just ignore that and not have to bring it up. But after we, after all the meetings ended, I, I brought it up because I knew it would be a learning for us. And I knew there was more for us both to learn. And that's why we want, we want to be able to have the courage to not avoid the uncomfortable emotions when they are triggered and to be curious about them, to take them to Jesus, but also to lean in with each other towards towards repair, towards growth. Yeah, and so just as we, we wrap up here, but one of the, the great uh, blessings and joys, even in these difficult 
to situations where there was some tension and some conflict and some hurt between us is that God works all things together for the good of those who love him or are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Ecclesiastes says, God makes all things beautiful in his time. Uh, the prophet says, your mercies are new every morning. And so when we work through a conflict in this way, uh, and there, we participate with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace, spirit of truth, and we repair, God makes it better. God not only repairs it, but rebuilds it. And all that we learn from it, uh, we get stronger and more loving, uh, holier, uh, more effective in our work and, and in our ministry, potentially through through that process. And so, yeah, that's why we say in the apprentice prayer, which is the prayer that opens uh, my life, your best life in Jesus, easy yoke. But in the apprentice prayer, we, we pray, uh, you know, Lord, my life is your school of discipleship for teaching me. And in that prayer, we, we lean into, you know, even as I have uh, hardships and, tr- and uh, frustrations and uh, help me to be loving to you and to, and to my neighbors. And so there's always a learning opportunity in any situation. And God is always looking to redeem. God, we praise you. You are good and glorious. You are wise. And uh, boy, we got nothing without you. Your mercies, your forgiveness, your grace, your peace, your truth and wisdom, your strength. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and I thank you that you have made life such that even through our brokenness, you bring beauty. Uh, even through our, our woundings, you uh, reshape us to be wounded healers. And what great dignity and joy we have is we are able to repurpose uh, our own hurts, stresses, even our own sins. Holy Spirit, you help us to repurpose these things into gifts of love uh, for one another. And so we just pray for our listeners. God, we just pray that you would use something from this conversation and this replaying and and working through of the conflicts that Christy and I had, that you would use it for our listeners in their relationships, their marriages, uh, in in their personalities, in their work, Lord, that we, we could love you better, that we could love our neighbors well. And, uh, Just thank you for each of our friends who are following Jesus with us. such an honor to have them uh, in our soul shepherding community. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 